1: people-centric leaders. Today, we have a special podcast for you, and we're going to maintain integrity to the standard that we have created, and that is to be able to produce these awesome podcasts that we continue to bring to you as well. We're going to maintain the integrity of accountability and toe the line. You are getting our best effort because that is what we expect out of ourselves, and then that is what we're going to deliver to you. I can't speak for the other two here. I don't know if, if Stephanie and Diana are on board with that. You guys feel good about this, Diana?
0: Well, I mean, who is holding
2: us to this standard? I need to know. Is that I'm
1: going to I'm going to do that for the next 20 oh. minutes.
2: Okay. But, but then, then I-, I would I would like my standard in writing if you could send it to my file <laughs> and I would like to know exactly how I'm going to be measured to this standard.
1: Right. Thank you, Stephanie. Steph- Matt Griswold along with Diana Royalty, our COO and Stephanie Anderson, our, our wonderful new engagement uh, specialist. I can still call you new, right?
2: Sure. Yeah. New I'm new. still a few months in, so
1: Yeah. Diana, you're good with that?
0: I mean, I don't know how I feel about you holding me accountable to something. but I'm willing to fill it out. I'm willing to fill it out. We'll see how this goes. I would like some metrics. And uh, your feedback is definitely not welcome, Matt. That's what I'm going to say before this.
2: All right. Yeah, I've to say I want it written down, but I don't really want it. And yeah. uh, no. I bet you can't guess what we're going to talk about on the podcast yeah. today. Yeah.
1: Hey, everybody, <laughs> today the topic is accountability. Now, I, I don't know if you're reaching for the pause button or the skip button because it's like no accountability here. I don't want to be held accountable. And and I think it's maybe important because uh, we see this quite a bit. I think I think the pandemic has played a part in how we're trying to hold people accountable as well. The things like Great Resignation, the sandemic, the lack of people trying to find people to be able to hire and then trying to keep those people has also played a part in management and leadership of uh, not holding their employees accountable. Maybe you're new into leadership and you were great at your job, but you've never been in a managerial role and you don't know how to hold people accountable. What does that even What does that even look like? And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think it's important to be able to start with, with maybe a definition. If you are that person that is thinking accountability equals punitive measures or accountability means corrective action, or even maybe more simply than that. That. accountability equals angry accountability equals in trouble accountability equals mad i would like to just offer another definition maybe that that might help you hold accountability to me organizations get together right there's a meeting that happens at some point that says here's the processes here's the policies here's the standards that we think we need to put into place that will make us overall more successful here's the rules that we need to live by as an organization and if we follow these rules, we will be at the top of our game, right? This is how we are defining success. And I would say accountability is simply maintaining integrity to those standards that you have created. Those standards that you have said, these are the things that are going to make us successful. Accountability is just simply uh, maintaining integrity to those standards. Can you guys get behind that? Or would you add anything or you know maybe go a different direction with the definition?
2: Yeah, I'll agree to that. I think I've always liked the phrase like accountability to one another. When we talk about accountability in the workplace versus just like, hey, I'm your boss and if you don't get this done or you don't do it this way, I'm gonna be mad and you're gonna get in trouble in some way. But if it's accountability to one another, then it's like, hey, we've all agreed that this is the way we're gonna treat each other. This is how we're gonna work together. And this is the work that actually is gonna get done. And this is the timeline in which we're gonna do it. And it's more of that conversation of, hey, we're all a part of this collective thing, um, unless you're a total solopreneur, <laughs> but you are still our accountable to yourself for the goals that you've set. And I agree with you, Matt. I think so many people hear the word accountability and there's this automatic like bristle. And I even was on a call with someone recently where I brought this up. And I said, I think they pro- probably need to build some accountability with your team. And this person goes, no, and they almost like shouted of like, don't, you can't use that word here. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, Why? And he was like, Well, people are working really hard and you just can't come in here and tell them that they're in trouble. I was like, Oh, that's not what I meant at all.
1: I wonder where that isn't that so interesting where that drives from. I don't know. Somewhere along the line, maybe we lost sight of of what that accountability word means. And and Stephanie, I think you're describing something that a lot of people are probably living in, or maybe they have that definition. If you're listening right now, maybe you have that definition of accountability, like, oh, you can't tell them they're doing something wrong first of all, why not? Second of all, that's not my goal with accountability either. Maybe it's more of reminding them of the standard and maybe versus where versus where they are too. Diana, were you going to add something? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you
2: off.
0: No, I think accountability kind of became a, a word that bosses only used, right? It was only used when you were in trouble. It was only used to say like, we got to hold people accountable. It was never in a good context. So of course this word has like a bad rap because we've only used it in a negative connotation for like 20 years.
1: Yeah, and and I like Stephanie's add on too where it's, it's accountability to the standard, accountability of the organization, but really accountability to each other. I like I like that uh that uh, extended thought I guess there on the definition of accountability. Stephanie?
2: Yeah, I was going to say I think like accountability and then the word feedback Get kind of bundled together with the same. Uh, I know that's something we talk a lot about. A people centric of like, oh, we give constant feedback to each other. And I was even mentioning this to a friend about my new job, and I was like, it's amazing. I get so much feedback all the time. And she was like, ew, like,
0: <laughs> isn't no. that terrible?
2: I was like, no, it's amazing because it's not like feedback. Same as accountability is not just like, hey, negativity and. I'm enforcing the rules and I'm being ruling with an iron fist and being super authoritarian. It's like, no, like we have standards we maintain and we want everyone to be able to feel like they can do a really good job at work. And so we have to set some guidelines for what is really good work and what is our culture and how we want to do this. And then, you know, I guess feedback then is the channel of That accountability happens in and feedback can be really positive. It can be constructive. It can be like, hey, I didn't like how you did that. But I I agree with what everyone's saying and not to just keep repeating it. But it just these are such words that have become like bad words um, in corporate culture that it's like, yeah, it's accountability and it's coming down from the top and it's coming down hard.
1: Yeah, because you guys are screwing up and you can't do it on your own, you bunch of babies. We gotta hold your hand, right? That's that that's not that's not where we're that's not where we're coming from uh there with feedback. And I you know, I think that's another good illustration there with feedback. No, 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 no. And honestly, if that's the reaction that people have towards feedback, you've probably been doing it wrong. If that's the reaction towards accountability, you've probably been doing it been doing it wrong. We can still maintain psychological safety and give feedback at the same time. Uh, side note: I need to talk to both of you later before you go. Anyway, I, 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 I don't, I don't, uh, I don't
2: want it. I don't no. want. That. <laughs> All right. So why is it hard to hold and people? Yeah. Can Diana go first?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I want you behind. me. I want you also in the room so you can hear all this. I got to
2: be waiting in the hallway outside the door pretending. Like no, you no, no, no. Come on happens.
1: in. Come on in. Yeah, okay. Oh, no. for one special day. <laughs> um, so why, why, is it, why is holding people accountable hard? Look, Let's just talk about maybe some of the barriers. Because I can imagine some of the people listening might be going, yeah, but you don't understand. This is, this is why. Like, why is it hard in today's world uh, to hold people accountable?
0: Man, there are like a million reasons. But I think one of the... One of the big ones right now in today's world in this sort of economic condition is that everyone needs people and people are just like, we don't have enough workforce, right? So holding people accountable and giving them feedback and saying things like, I need you to do something differently could cause someone to leave. It could cause them to say, you know what? This job isn't worth it. I'm not willing to do that. I don't want to do that. And so I'm going to quit. And then we're understaffed because turnover is crazy and it's hard and there's definitely not enough people out there working right now for a lot of reasons, not because people don't want to work anymore. I'm just going to put that out there. And so I think that the accountability word makes it hard when you don't want to deal with the turnover side of it.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I agree totally. I think people before they're holding, holding, holding the people accountable or holding those i mean they're they're anticipating first of all they're going to quit right i can't can't talk to them because i know what's going to happen they're going to quit then we have to hire somebody then i have to train somebody oh and by the way while i'm bringing them up to speed i have to work all the weekends until i bring the next person up to speed which for that now impacts me on a personal level too i think that's definitely one of the reasons why we have a hard time holding people count, accountable how many, how often do you think it is that we hold, don't hold people accountable just because of the difficult conversation that is a, we're perceiving that as a difficult conversation and we just avoid conflict. you think that plays a part?
2: Every single time. All yes. the time. Um, yeah. I, I don't know any mentally well person who enjoys giving like really negative feedback. I'll just say it that way. Um, if you just Diana love that then maybe call your therapist today or find one, but, and sorry if that was a bad joke, but <laughs> I, I, I think everybody struggles with this and chief among them are um, the people pleasers of the world. I've been the president of that club for many years or, or people who have um, a fear of kind of what others think and the, the perception of their actions, but I, I think I see a lot like when there's that moment of when we see, especially a leader who is just so terrified to give feedback to someone and it's like well if I tell them this, they'll quit. Well that's not really the problem, the problem is that you guys have never been communicating this way. We've never really established a standard for how we will work and how we will treat one another and what type of leadership style is a good fit for our culture. And so they're so afraid. And then they're like, oh, this person's going to leave if I tell them this because they're like, well, it's going to be so harsh. Well, yeah, because you guys don't ever give feedback unless it is harsh. You know, what if you guys communicated constantly about these type of things?
0: And I think it's even more difficult when you have employees that you see are working really hard, right? Like I I hate when I'm the leader and I have to go and be like, oh, you're doing a really great job, but you did mess this up. Like that sucks and it hurts and it doesn't feel good to tell really hard workers that they messed up. It doesn't feel good, right? And so I think we miss that opportunity a lot too, to just go and say, hey, you're doing a really great job you miss this standard and that it makes everyone uncomfortable. And those difficult conversations are definitely a barrier to all of the accountability side. I say all the time that like being a manager, the hardest part is the accountability that is hands down. The hardest part of being a leader.
1: I can't believe you just aired uh, Don's dirty laundry and he's not even here to defend himself. Like sometimes he messes things up and it's just part of it. Right. Sometimes he messes things up just part of it. We all, you know, none of us are perfect. I have, a, I have another dynamic to add to this, though. I have another dynamic because I think when we're talking about accountability, we're talking about like manager to frontline employee. You've seen a situation where maybe you have 10 managers within the organization or five or whatever, whatever that looks like. Maybe you think of your own organization and you have some managers that are consistently holding the line. And then you have others that oh, I am not holding the line for maybe some of these great reasons. Maybe they are conflict adverse, right? They don't want the difficult conversation. Maybe they're fearful that they have to then hire somebody. For whatever reason, this population of managers is not holding the line. This population of managers is holding the line and maintaining to integrity to the things that you have said is important. What does that look like now with the people? Like, what does that look like with the workforce at that organization if that's the case?
0: So I'm going to give an example. I have a friend who works in a large hospital and runs a bunch of nurses. He he runs the nursing station and he has other hospitals within the system that also have large nursing stations. And so each of those nursing stations have a nurse manager. Now in his shop, in his hospital, the nurses, per the system requirements, wear a certain color. This seems very weird, but I'm just gonna just, they wear a certain color. Now, in in the system has said this is the standard. Nurses in this department must wear this color, right? And so, like if you're a certain nurse, you wear one color. If you're a certain nurse, you wear a different color. It's all, yeah, it's all very very uh, regulated. So in his in his department, he makes sure that that rule is being followed. That's a system rule. It's being followed, and so he makes all of his nurses wear the certain colors. In other places in the system, the other leaders are not holding their nurses to that standard. And so their nurses get to wear whatever they want to wear. And, you know, when they do these surveys and stuff, it always comes up that like the leader who is holding the person accountable is, is bad. Right. It could like, I don't like that. He makes me do this thing. No one else has to follow this rule. Is that his fault or is that someone else's fault. Like whose problem is it that he is following a standard and then other nurses are saying, but they don't have to do that. Why do I have to if they don't have to?
1: That sounds like a, a wonderful illustration of maybe sometimes the rule is just bad. You know, some sometimes That's it's a safety true. rule. Sometimes it's zero negotiation. We've got to do these things, but sometimes maybe the maybe we just need to take a step back. Maybe it's not even a bad rule. We just need to take a step back and reevaluate. And sometimes we might even need, if I'm an owner of a company, I might need to talk to those to those managers and go, guys, I, I'm, I'm pretty solid on these three things. These two, maybe I didn't get it right. Like, what are you hearing from your people? Do we need to reestablish a rule? Making Maybe I, as the owner or whatever that looks like, the department head or whoever developed the rule, maybe you're making it extremely difficult for your managers to hold accountability to it because some of the rules just are bad. Maybe they're just bad rules or old old rules um, as well. I'm not saying that one is, but I think that's a good example of somebody um, that's doing it. So the, so the perception, like you said, Diana, originally there, if the question is, what's the workforce look like? The workforce is upset that that person is maintaining the rule. It's not their rule. They're trying to hold integrity to the rule that the hospital has given them or whatever that looks like, right? They, they told me this is the rule. I have to hold integrity to it. And now we're making this manager the bad guy, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah, and then you know, especially the the employees aren't dumb, right? We're not dumb. We know some managers hold accountability to that. Manager A holds accountability to the to the have to wear the same color scrubs rule. Manager B does not. Same same maybe kind of department. Which manager do I want to work for? Maybe Manager B. And then Manager A is going, but I'm doing the right thing. And all of a sudden, they're the ones who are getting you know the the the, the bad end of that. So whose job is it to hold the managers accountable?
0: The manager's manager.
1: it's a trend you see a hierarchy here where it continues to go up i can't tell you how many department heads we have had conversations with that are doing the different things and then we go to the the kingpin so to speak right that that person at the top and they're going yeah they really need to do a better job and we're going yeah we agree whose job is it to make sure they're doing a better job oh wait a second that's that's me, right? that That's, I have to have those conversations. They might be frustrated because the, their managers aren't having the conversations with the employees, but ultimately maybe they're skipping out on those conversations too. And you are leading by example in that moment.
0: Yeah. Right? I think it, and I think it's important to recognize sometimes when those things happen, like if you see other managers not holding someone to a standard, remember like your managers didn't make that rule. Like someone else made those rules. I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty sure someone else made the rules, you know. So, where did the rule come from? And how do we either say, yeah, this is an important rule and here's why it was made and here's the reasoning behind it, or say, like you were saying, Matt, like this is no longer a relevant rule and we should probably just let it go?
2: Yeah. I think another reason we'll sometimes see like a difference in standards and accountability across an organization is that like, there really isn't a standard, like a standard hasn't been defined for like these type of things. And again, I keep saying like, how we'll work and how we'll treat one another, what our values are, um, what are, what are those rules that we'll die on the hill for and what aren't they? And so then it kind of goes to then each individual manager to kind of set those for their area. And then it does kind of become like, oh, well, I just I don't like how this person leads versus how that person leads because we all of a sudden have a really different set of rules depending on which part of the organization that you're in. And we have a really different way of handling, you know, the accountability of that. And then usually discipline looks really different across the organization. And I think that's another moment where we can kind of like look up, up the, the chart up the hill a little bit and say like, okay, who, where does the responsibility for setting that standard lie? Well, it's got to be something that the whole organization ascribes to. So that way we can all decide, you know, what is fair here and how are we going to treat each other?
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. You know, recognizing is there a space within the organization for managers to be able to approach business owner, CEO, whatever that looks like uh, and say, hey, I'm, I'm totally good with these. I do have some questions about some of these policies. It seems like maybe they have. They're a little dated now. You know, think about going through COVID and think about, uh, you know, all of the different things that changed. During that, I mean, there's 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 organizations we work with that no longer operate out of an office. Everybody's remote. Like they stopped rent, you know. And maybe before that you had to be at the office every day at 8 a.m., whatever, Diana. And then and then you keep going. And and then it's like COVID said, I didn't need to do that anymore. We're still really, 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 really efficient. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people going, you know what, it forced us to do that. And we were actually really good. So we changed complete procedures and complete policies uh based on that horrible. Event that crisis. Donald say Don would say never waste a waste a crisis. And what we mean by that is. Is you know, taking advantage of maybe some of the opportunities that might be coming up through that as well. And I think the work work from home or the flexible schedule or whatever, that really speaks to employees now. And now that's something they're looking for. Maybe there are some policies or processes that that you're a little uncomfortable with, but I would encourage you to invite some of those to the table and help your managers manage in a way that they can hold accountability to it without being fearful. We've we've seen, I could think of one group in particular that, that has an attendance policy. But all of the managers said we cannot, we can't maintain the integrity of the attendance policy, so they don't they don't enforce it. It's in the book, but they don't enforce it because they said literally we could lose forty percent of our workforce if we started uh, enforcing it. And I my thought was then just get rid of it altogether. It's it's too. better it's not worse, to happen at yeah. all if you're not going to enforce it because they they're not dumb. They know you have the rule, you're just not doing anything about it, and boy, that that will sure bleed over in a hurry.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think it's way worse to have a policy you're not following than to not to have a policy. Like I'd rather just not have it.
1: Yeah, I, um, I agree. So I'm sorry, Stephanie, go ahead.
2: No, I, I was just gonna ditto that of like one example that I can think of from my professional experience is like dress code, you know, and like I worked at some organizations that had unbelievably strict dress codes. And it got talked about all the time. And it felt like we just had adults that were tattling on other adults because the, the hem length on this wasn't correct, or that had too many pockets. That's not a dress pant, you know, like wild stuff. And then- you know, this, I was like over policy and there was like too much there versus like, I've worked at another organization where they basically said like, we have a professional dress code and please don't make us make more rules than that. Like use your discretion of what is professional. And if you have questions about if something is professional or not, go talk to your manager and they'll give you some really good insight on what's appropriate for your role. And like, that was the entire policy because they realized like, It was such a huge time suck for, for HR, for managers, for everybody on the team to try to keep that, like that strict of a policy in place. So I I agree with what everyone's saying here of like, sometimes maybe you do just need to look at like, what standard are we really holding people to? And is, is that the line that we need to be towing? Like, is this the hill that we're going to die on and how important is this to actually doing your job well?
1: Yeah, I agree. And again, you know, a lot of our organizations maybe listening to this went through some of those changes during COVID because it forced our hand to do it. I would encourage you to do it maybe a little bit proactively and just say, hey, let's have, let's just meet once or twice a year and throw some of these out there and get feedback from the managers, get feedback from the employees. Everybody's trying to figure out how to retain the employees that they have. And maybe some of the rules that we have in place aren't helping the retention of that. Uh, if it's detrimental, like we should still have standards. If it's detrimental to the how you operate the business, then I, I would encourage you to keep that rule. But some of the rules that we put into place might have just been little pet projects of our own, or they were just important to you, but not necessarily of, of how the you know the workforce looks now, uh, or how the job is is actually done at a high level. Maybe those two are disconnected and we can concede a point here and there. Diana?
0: Yeah. And I was just going to say, if it's something that like Stephanie said, if it's something that everyone's talking about all the time, then there's probably a problem there. Like it's probably not a clear policy. It's probably overdone. It's probably a thorn in everyone's side. So if there is a policy that you guys are talking about all the time and no one seems to follow well maybe it's time to look at that one specifically. And also, Stephanie, you brought up at the beginning of this accountability to each other. And so I was kind of hoping we could talk a little bit more about accountability to
2: each other. Could you expand on
0: that a little? Stephanie?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think there's kind of two pieces to, to this, but a lot of it is like, I think one values, you know, so a lot of organizations have value words and they're sometimes words on the wall, but really what value should be of like, these are the things that we're willing to die on a hill for. And a lot of it is how we're going to treat each other. So sometimes when we talk about accountability with, with people that we work with, it's, it's actually telling them like, Hey, you need to remind your employees what those values are, because this is how we've agreed to treat one another. This is how, this is the culture that we've agreed to have. And so the, the accountability then is to say, Hey, we, we all agreed that this is how we're going to be. And that, that was a deviation outside of those values. I think the other piece of that is just like the co-creation of, of work. And I know this is something we talk a lot with organizations, like people own what they help create. And so as much as you can bring people to the table, when we're deciding like what that deliverable is going to be and the deadline that it's going to get done within, like, when are we going to start this project? When is it going to end? Because then it's, Hey, we all sat here at the table or we were all on the zoom call and we talked about this together. And we all agreed to it. We're all bought in. We all know what the role everyone plays is versus like, hey, here's this task, do it. And then it feels like it's a one-sided conversation versus like we can come together and we can kind of agree on these things. So Diane, if I took that in a a different direction too, feel free to, to jump in. But that's kind of how I think about accountability to one another is we all actually understand what everyone's role is what our culture is as an organization. And we've all mutually agreed to hold that standard.
1: I think I think the benefit of that within an organization is that then the employees start to police themselves uh, instead of feeling like as a boss or something like that, that you have to get in the middle of everything and continue to hold the standard. But if they can co-create and agree on some of those rules, then there's many different ways they could do that. But if they could do that, then they'll hold integrity to that line themselves. So what if I am trying to create this accountability? I had a thought, I'm going to throw one out there and feel free to add to this, but it strikes me that we have this idea of a check-in process, which is an intentional conversation once a quarter from manager to employee. And it's not just manager to frontline employee, it starts at the top, right? A lot of organizations that we do this with they, that you know that that owner might have six direct reports or something like that, that they're doing this check-in process. And then the direct reports might have you know, a line of supervisors that they're doing uh, the check-in process with all the way to the frontline, uh, all the way to the frontline employees. The check-in process is an intentional sit-down conversation once a quarter. Now, this is where some of us listening might go, I talk to my people every day. Why do I need a formal conversation? Well, this is just a little different. It's a templated form that actually helps walk through the conversation. You co-create some objectives it's also just another opportunity for that employee to maybe maybe raise a flag and say, "Hey, uh, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this," or maybe I have a question about that standard or a question about that policy. And maybe it's a, a good time for the manager to reinforce some of those standards um, as well. But it's an intentional effort. What we find is a lot of the communication that happens within an organization is like maybe there's a six month review, maybe, uh, but typically it's like that annual review, or if you screw something up, like I will talk to you at those specific times. Yes, I'm going to be friendly, have a cup of coffee when I come in and say, hey, how's the family? How was your weekend? Great. But not really having a a, a pointed conversation unless it's an annual review or you messed something up and I need to correct that behavior. So anyway, that's just an idea of something that you can do to start the conversation, to start to build that regular cadence communication, which in turn then holds an accountability standard there, that integrity to the line. What would you all add?
2: I think, Matt, what you just described and it being like for a lot of organizations, just an annual is why like accountability and feedback gets such a bad name, because then there's usually a moment in that annual review that you as the employee feel blindsided. And I think we've probably all been there before because number one, it's hard to know, like if it's an annual review, are you just grading me on really like the past like months or weeks employee, you know, um, how I've done in my job, my performance, because you're not keeping track of it or on the other side of the spectrum, you'll sometimes have managers that kept track of everything for a year. And then this is the moment where we air our grievances about each other. And then you as the employee will feel blindsided And then it does hurt because then you think, wow, like if you notice that I was doing that the wrong way, then like how I felt is like, I wish you would have just told me and it still would have hurt, you know, like it doesn't ever really feel good. At least for me to hear, like, I, you did that wrong, or I didn't like how you do that, or you hurt someone's feelings. But if I know about it, then I can I can do something. You know, I could correct it. I could do better next time. I could I could give an apology if it's needed versus if I find out 6, 8, 10, 12 months later then then I look back at my worries for me and be like, well, then have I kept doing it wrong since then? And you never told me, is everyone talking about this? Like, then we start spiraling into this. So I think that's why it's so important to give feedback really regularly and, and both positive and negative, you know, is like, when you see someone do a great job, tell them they're doing a great job. Don't, don't wait until their annual review to tell them that you think they're great, but also equally as importantly, don't, don't wait to give that feedback because I think a lot of people actually crave like learning new things and they want to do a really great job.
1: Yeah. I think you bring up a a great point uh, there too. And it's not uncommon that I ask that question in front of a group of people, especially doing management training. Like how many of you want to know when you're doing well? Of course, 100% of the hands go up. How many of you want to know when you're not doing well? Right, and and I see a lot of hands also then go up. Yeah, if I am if I am not doing something right, and I'm consistently just blind to the fact that I'm not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me. My goal is not to mess this all up, right? My goal is to be the best uh, that I can be. And so, yeah, just creating that openness and that transparency. So, what do y'all think? Anything else to add to this idea of accountability? I think we've covered it from a few different angles.
0: Yeah i I want to add one thing about like accountability to each other. I think that's tricky to do really well because it's not really your place as a coworker to tell your other coworkers that they're doing it wrong. Right? Like I, so I think it's uh there's a fine line there and I think if you do see a coworker not holding a standard or something, you might just ask them about it. Like, "Hey, why do you do it this way?" Or "All of us do this thing and you do this thing. Can you tell me more about that?" Like maybe ask questions and don't accuse right away. I would ask more questions than accuse your coworkers of doing it wrong. You're going to get in fights that way. <laughs> you're going to make some enemies
2: quickly. I love that, Diana. And I think like each of us could probably think of a moment for ourselves where we wish someone would have asked us and kind of been like, that's dumb. You're doing that wrong. Wow, you really messed that up. Like we all we all knew that that wasn't the right way to do it. And you're like, right. Come on. Why so you tell me. Yeah. 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 And so I love the idea of like when when you see accountability not being held somewhere, come come with questions. Cause I think another thing I was thinking about as we were talking, like, what if I'm an employee and I see my manager not yeah. being accountable to yeah. us and to one another? Like they're not holding the line. Yeah, don't don't go to your manager, leader, boss, whatever term you feel comfortable using and be like, "So I noticed you're breaking this rule. That is not going to go <laughs> over." Well, at all. But if you can say, "Hey, like hey, I noticed that a lot of us seem to be doing this differently and you're even doing it differently than I'm doing it. Um, can you explain to me why you're doing it that way because maybe I'm missing something. Like maybe maybe there's something I need to learn here because I'm just noticing." It's happening completely differently in all these spaces. And that opens up a good conversation instead of an accusation. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yes, yeah, So I think in any case, accountability, start with some questions. Even if you're a leader, start with questions. Because I think holding people accountable, you need to know all the facts before you just like jump down someone's throat. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, and maybe we've all watched a little too much like court TV and and, and law and order or whatever that we're like, I have come prepared. I have my case. I have my notes. I have the receipts and the facts and how I'm going to prove this. And um, I think it just is a much better approach just to start with a, a question and come in, assuming you don't know everything come in, assuming you're not, you may, you might not be right. Like what if you were wrong? What if there is a better way to do this? What if there is a situation that you're not understanding that your manager made an exception for this person? Cause there's things going on in their life that you don't know about that made this exceptional, um, you know, come, come asking questions, not assuming, Hey, we know everything. And it is my role here at the company to make sure everyone in, is held to the right standard.
1: I love it. Great, great feedback. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, if you're listening to this, maybe we are speaking. To may- maybe even those business owners and the managers there too. Try to be open and transparent. Try to maybe not challenge, but maybe take a look at some of the standards that we are asking our managers to be able to hold and hold that line, and maybe be open to open to interpretation. If you have managers that are managing consistently and holding line to different standards, then if I am their boss or if I am their lead, then I also have to do a good job of setting. The example for the uh, accountability that organization does not look tense. It's not micromanaging. They're not on pins and needles. If it's an ongoing dialogue where we're maintaining integrity to the standards that we have created, those those standards that we have defined as as those things that make us successful man, we're going to be overall better. It's a lot messier whenever there's not accountability, there's lack of transparency, there's lack of communication. Some people are doing this, some people are doing that. It's it's just chaotic. And so I would also say that's not an environment where most employees want to be. If you're trying to solve or help solve this hiring and retaining thing right now that everybody is going through, I think being a, a culture of accountability and ownership is maybe a good step towards providing that for the employees that you are seeking to hire. Hopefully you, you took something from this. Please continue to share our podcast. Give us ideas for uh, other topics or maybe questions on this. Sometimes you might listen to this and say, mm, I don't agree. Feel free feel free to write back. Uh, feel free to write back. And, and maybe we can have a dialogue about that too. But anyway, enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until
2: then, be well and lead well.